You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Get pumped. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 10 of Tough Hang covering uh, the ultimate fighter 31. Uh, we just saw the 10th episode of that show. We got a, we got a banger of a fight. And uh, here to recap it with me, uh, not GC Connor Burks. GC Connor Burks uh, is on, will be on site in uh, Dallas, Texas for the momentous Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight. But covering for Connor is his uh, No Bets Bard podcast partner the wonderful jed mishu i am very upset that you made me do this he has been um, diligently following uh producer casey mute that mike he has been diligently following <laughs> ultimate fighter all season he, every week he's messaging me when can i come on as a guest when can i come on as a guest i'm like i'm like please wait we, we, will, we will find time for you i was on vacation jed i'm sorry we couldn't fit you in we had some great guests we got new york rick in here we got my best friend, Mike Heck. Finally, it is your time to shine. And you actually got a good episode. So uh, I, I, I don't think you should be complaining too much. Well, I have two statements on that. First, if that's uh-huh. a good episode, um, okay. Wait, that's before we, all right, before we get to the, we'll, we'll start talking about the fight right away. We'll start, but uh, Jed, what is your ultimate fighter experience? What is the last time you watched? What's the first time you watched? Where are you? What's your relationship with ultimate fighter? right now oh i watched the first season um was the first time i watched tough uh because i was like a, a sort of mma fan by that point and so then it's like hey there's gonna be mma there's a there's a ufc show on spike tv tune in and watch um i didn't uh really like really follow it super super hard until season two um and then stuck with it very good season. Stuck with it through the first 10. I diligently watched every one of them. Um, 10 was Kimbo, right? I think 10 was the 10 Kimbo was season. the heavyweight season, yeah. Um, that was Crazy. sort of 
and I tailed off. I was like, ah, they're just doing a lot of these. Uh, the fight quality has gone down, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then I will have popped back in periodically for the super significant ones. I didn't watch the whole show, but I would watch the fights for the flyweight tournament one, you know, the guy who gets to fight DJ, because that was like legitimately relevant to the sport. <laughs> All of those fights. Those names are Pantoja was on there, Moreno, some incredible yeah. names were on that. Was, I was all the tournament of champions, or whatever they called it. And then uh when they did the debut for uh Strawweight, whatever it was like, was that twenty or twenty five? With I feel like it was Ro- one of the middle numbers. Though with Rose numbers and yeah. Yeah. Carla, so even Carla, though yeah. I knew going into that season that the actual uh, best women's straw in the world was going to be determined when Joanna fought Claudia, uh, like a week before or whatever the tough finale, I still watched all of that because that was pretty relevant and have not watched an episode since that one. So I will say I was thinking while watching this, hey, at least you guys gave me this one where we crowned the Bantamweight champion. Because the winner <laughs> of the winner of Team Valley of Brad Katono was pretty obviously, in you, my estimation, you don't gonna know win this. this thing. So you don't know. I got, you the, name, I got the finals. Can you name either of the other two Fantaweights that they could potentially be facing? Uh, not off the top of my head. No, no, like, <laughs> right. is, is is Cody? No, Cody Durden's fighting yeah, this week. No, not Cody Durden. You Cody. Who's, what other Codys are there? Gibson. Cody Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, Brad Katona. Cody Gibson. Cody Gibson. Or and possibly the other. Is the other Rico, dude a rookie? He is a 36 year old prospect. Yes. He's oh, the he's guy. that he dude. The, yeah, no. Rico DeShimo. Brad Katona is actually good at fighting. Um, uh-huh. So is Team Ravaliev. So yes. they're going to win. Yeah. As, as we saw from this fight, this was a legitimate UFC, what I mean, UFC level, whatever it's that means. Fight. These days. But good fight. this was a high level fight, super fun fight. Uh, the episode was titled, you can people see on our little graphic there, Just Win, Baby. I thought obviously they could have called it Bad Blood or something like that because we had a ton of it. I don't know what opened up Brad Katona in the first round, but a minute in. He's oh, like, you mean gush- like actual blood? Yeah, <laughs> he's say, like gushing blood from the blood? side of it. No, we'll talk about the drama or lack thereof in the show after. It was all respect. It was all respect. This fight should have been on a uh, – these guys should be making UFC money fighting on a UFC card. It is – uh, just just to start off on a negative note, I'm sorry. It is ridiculous that they are fighting for whatever it is they're fighting for. I don't know how much they get paid uh, or how they're compensated on the Ultimate Fighter. I guarantee it's not like win and show money because these are exhibitions. They sign up for the show. I'm, I, there has to be some sort of compensation, but they should be getting paid way more for the kind of war that they put on. They should both be getting a $50,000 fight of the night bonus. I hope the UFC did, did right by these guys because this was a great, great uh, bloody battle. Jed, if I get some of your thoughts on this on this uh, three round war, it was a good fight. Um, I don't, I I wasn't watching it close enough to score it. Um, sort of just holistically, I felt that Katona won. Obviously, there was a little bit of controversy afterwards. Valiev and company believe he won, uh, but look, like this is this is the best tough can ever be. Like these are two actual quality guys competing against each other in a fight that is relevant. Like it, it does mean something for them and that there are stakes here. So this is probably the peak of what tough can be. And I, I'll admit that like, I enjoyed watching the fight. Uh, the rest of the episode, we can get into all that yeah. uh, if you would like, but this is the fight was fun. It was also weird. 
Um, because as a as a I'm not going to say lapsed fan, as a lapsed viewer of this program, uh, do they have all the fights this year just been 15 minutes? No, because no, for the, a the, long the time first was like round, there were just two of them. The first round, there was a lot of it was pretty much so. T- Team Chandler has dominated this competition. So Team Chandler went seven and one in the sort of opening round. A lot of finishes. Uh, I think only a couple of the opening round fights went to a decision. I could be remembering wrong, but, but like, there's a lot of finishes. Are they are they all scheduled for three rounds? Oh, because oh, oh, I'm sorry. for the yeah, lifetime no. of stuff, it was like no. they're amateur fights because of yeah. the way that the, the semifinals work. No, the semifinals are three rounds, but the yeah, the opening rounds are two rounders. So okay, so this, I yeah. didn't. I, I sort of assumed that it was like, oh, I guess we've just gone to this. Then why are these amateur fights? And then I was really uh, baffled by Dana White being like, oh, we're not getting another round. Like that made no sense. No, I'm like, how? Why? How? Why? Like how? we we had three. Like I genuinely re- <laughs> rewound it and went back yeah. and was like. Did I just imagine three rounds? Uh-huh. Like, why would we get another? There's not a 10-8, and this is how he, this works. What the hell's going on? He thought one of them was a 10-10 or something? I don't It made no sense. It made his – a lot of the commentary around the fights doesn't make a lot of sense. Sometimes you feel like, especially from Conor McGregor and from Dana White, you have a feeling they may not understand the rules exactly the fundamental guess, rules of mma because <laughs> that's not all like that some sort of trick it's hey, you have three round fights literally every weekend yeah like it's, 10 uh, of them every weekend and when they go to decision you're not like i wonder if we're gonna get another one here it's, it's a, like okay it, it's a little strange uh so yeah it, it was a competitive fight but like very. there was no world that was a draw so no i was very confused for that portion of it I don't even know why they would show that. Like that's the thing. If, I, if I'm the if I'm the team, I'm like I'm just gonna cut that line out because that line makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, th- that that fight is the platonic ideal of what uh, Dana White and the UFC sell the Ultimate Fighter as. They want you to believe every fight on the Ultimate Fighter is like that. Two guys trying to scrape and claw their way to the UFC or back to the UFC in the case of these guys and putting it all on the line. Every fight is going to be Bonner Griffin one. Uh, and if you just watched this fight, you probably thought, wow, this must be an amazing season. And honestly, the fights haven't been that bad, except for I did last not week. Think was, that, by the way, I well, <laughs> did just watch this fight, and uh-huh. I definitely didn't think that. Well, it's not for you, Jed. Jed, Jed you are a hardened, educated MMA fan. I'm saying you, they're hoping to capture fans who either have not watched Ultimate Fighter in a while, which I guess would include you, or people who have never seen the Ultimate Fighter before. They're just browsing through ESPN to hear about this show. I think the less you know about the show, the better. Uh, GC, like the first two or three episodes, he was, Jed, he was brimming with enthusiasm. He was really having a great time. And then after three, and then he had never watched The Elder Fighter before ever. And then after three episodes, he's already like, I think I've seen everything. I'm getting a little worn out here. <laughs> three episodes, that's uh, all it took. But. I will say this. I took notes while I was watching it because I wanted to be a professional, even though Please. I got shanghaied into this. Please. Uh, the very first thing I have in my notes and the thing I wrote down is they have like very solid production values. That intro it's, was better sure. than their intros used to be. Like they, there are clearly professionals working on this show and doing what they can to make it the best program they can. Uh, whether the efficacy there is up for debate, but I, I was pleasantly surprised that like there is clearly time and diligence put into the product even yeah. if the product is still not for me. Yeah. We, we compliment the production team every week. It's the creative direction that has really gone uh nowhere for about i don't i don't know how many seasons now maybe 10 straight 12 straight seasons um i imagine people are doing their best couldn't but tell you seem to, 
but they do seem to have fallen to I, I can I have watched every season as people know and uh it's to, if you did again if you stopped watching at tough 22 like I said the last season you watched was probably not all that different from this one if you saw the strawweight season yeah that's like what you said it was only like 25 24 or something like that they let them ago. talk to their families, which was they different did. because that was like, which is honestly like a good development. There's really no reason to do. You got to be, that was the, that <laughs> was the whole pitch early on. It's like, yeah. we're going to stick you where you have nothing to do, but focus on fighting and getting better over these five weeks or whatever. And that's just real dumb. And so like letting them, you know, Skype their moms or whatever was uh, good. A human but only- development. Only if you make the semifinals. The rest of you suffer. Oh, you, they haven't, they you, haven't gotten to do oh, it the rest if of you the time. Lost, if you lost, you don't get to go home. You just sit around and hang out with McGregor and Chandler, whoever oh, yeah, the team for the next trained. seven weeks. You, you're, still, hey, you're still trained. You still have to have bodies, you still have to have uh-huh. bodies to train You still have to have bodies, yes. These bodies have uh, no chance of winning the show anymore uh, unless, uh, God forbid, someone gets injured. But yes, if you lost week one, boy, it's a long show. Let me tell you, it is I a mean, long <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. That's just sort of part and parcel of how something like this is going to work. So that's. Okay. I mean, you, that's you mean if it were you, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm okay." You'd be like, "Ah, oh, whatever." I you just have to know, on. like you you have to. That's part of the calculus going in. Well, one, mm. you can leave. They cannot force you to stay. That's called they can kidnapping. legally force you, and to it's stay. illegal. Uh, no, it is. You no, have you to are suffer the repercussions of that. No, it is illegal to leave. It is illegal to leave. I've seen Las Vegas laws that say one of the law. Do Las Vegas? You cannot leave the Ultimate Fighter House. Unless given permission by a UFC official, it is you well, will that, be arrested. I'm, look, that's not entirely impossible given the sway <laughs> that the UFC has over that <laughs> particular town. But yeah, like it's, uh, it was, I won't say it was exactly what I would have thought it was like going in. Um, and it was fine. Like it was, uh, I, I will admit, it was a hugely helpful that we get to view this as a screener and I'm not having to also watch. 20 minutes of commercials to go along with it. What, Jen, what do you mean? That, you mean what, what do you mean? We just watched live with everybody else. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What's okay. uh, what, is, what do you mean? If I had to watch that show with, <laughs> if I had to watch the entire buildup towards the fight with commercials into it, I would immediately turn it off. And that's not to say that like, I get what they're doing, but here's the revelation I had watching it. This would be kind of cool kind of cool if we were getting this sort of in-depth background and storytelling before a fight that i cared about like if this if we got this sort of in-depth video package with like behind the scenes before gaichi poirier kind of cool not even saying that it would be great but that's like two fighters that i am like very involved in emotionally and want to see other aspects of their life for this do not mean this in any disrespectful tone towards Brad Katona and Timur Valiev. I don't care enough about you. And so this is just a long preamble to a fight where I'd rather just have the fight. And so if I had that same preamble interspersed with commercials, it would be very, very tough for me to want to hang around for this. And I don't know if that's just intrinsic to this episode because there really wasn't any story to tell. It was, hey, Brad went back to Connor. Um, which makes sense. Good move. And then they prepared and then they fight and everybody was very happy with each other. I don't know if every other fight has been sort of similar or if there's been some other dynamics that have made compelling television, but that wasn't it. 
Uh, first off, good plug for the show. Tough hang. Thank you, Jen. Well done. Uh, ex- excellent uh, product synergy, as always. Uh, but I want to talk about the rest of the episode, but quickly, let's throw to producer Casey, uh, E.K. Slide. I don't think I gave you a proper introduction at the beginning. Uh, what, what would, just uh, let me get your thoughts on the fight before we get to the rest of this episode, <laughs> what, uh, what little there was actually content-wise outside of the fight itself. Oh, my thoughts on the fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just last thoughts on the fight before we move on. As far as the fight, it was the, easily the best quality fight of the season, for sure. Uh, but like Jed said, these are the two, even with the lightweights, probably the two best quality fighters in 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 the whole house. And um, yeah, it's too bad. They, it's too bad this wasn't the finale. Actually, this should have been the finale, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. But uh, as far as yeah, just pure quality of a fight. Yeah, this is the best the best fight of the season. But also the most one of the most boring episodes of the season too. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was the, the fight was much needed after last week. Jed, oh, I, Casey, I wish we could have had Jed last week. <laughs> <laughs> what happened so last one, week? It was one of the worst fights in Ultimate Fighter history. It was just two guys from Team uh, Chandler who are they all they, from Team Chandler? Basically, no. Well, seven. I said seven out of eight. So two guys from Team Chandler. Yeah, and by the way, so we should say this week's episode. Uh, Brad Katona, like you said, went back to McGregor. Mm-hmm. Of course, he trains with McGregor and John Cavanaugh and SPG Ireland outside of the show. So it was no surprise that he would go over. So, so and, technically, and, and, this and is a win for the, team. And they laid the actually they laid the groundwork early in earlier episodes too. Oh yeah, 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 going yeah. over and stuff. So don't say it. Don't just Why? make Jed feel left out. Jed's gonna yeah. feel sad that he oh, didn't no, see this, this this episodes. Why was it a parameter that um, at the that one fighter take the rookies and one t- fighter take the veterans? No, so just sort of they did this unfold? terrible. They did a horrible thing at the beginning of the show where instead of you know normally they would draft people one by one. This time they for just to create this weird veterans versus prospect gimmick, they grouped for uh, all the eight fighters who had not fought in the UFC as prospects. So regardless of how much experience they had really or their dumb. age, their prospects really just from not being in the I UFC. Hate this so much. And then eight fighters who had previously been in the UFC were the veterans. And then they grouped them all together. So four bantamweight veterans, four bantamweight, uh, so four lightweight veterans, four lightweight prospects, four bantamweight prospects. And and if you picked, and you had to pick by group. So yeah, Connor so was like, they do Connor was like yeah, give me the prospects. And they were like, okay. Uh, unsurprised that the prospects got washed by some of these very, very good <laughs> UFC veterans. And of all the prospects, there's really only one prospect, honestly. And that was the guy right. that almost- Lee Murray. Won. No, yeah, no. Lee Murray. Lee Murray is that his name? The, the yeah. lightweight. Okay. Yeah, uh, Lee Hammond. Excuse me, Lee Murray. Yeah, Lee, 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 Lee Murray <laughs> is very different. Bank robber. He, he would have been a great add to the venture yeah. team. I'll say that. I'll yeah. say. That, Lee, I, I would say Lee Hammond's the actual, the only, I guess, honest prospect. I think he's yeah, traditional. He's like, yeah, he's under twenty five. Everyone mm-hmm. else were just literally guys who just haven't fought in the UFC. And half the time, the 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 no uh, the prospects were older than the veterans. It was very strange. Uh, but yes, last week's fight was terrible. It was uh, Roosevelt Roberts, Austin Hubbard. They didn't want to hurt each other, really, both because they know each other and also uh, they got to know each other on the show. Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow that, that, up. I, I you, don't ever you. understand this. I just Jen, don't I, listen. It. It was terrible to watch. Do you know how watch. much fun I would have beating the shit out of some of my friends? I know. Like, I, I would if we fought it's a fist fight. Just if we fought and you took it easy on me, if we fought and you didn't like beat the crap out of me, I'd be very upset with you after. See, I'd be like Jed. I'd be like Jed. What the hell? I don't want to go back too much too much about last week's episode, but I didn't really take mm-hmm. it that way. I just thought it was like it was two guys that have, they've actually gotten close over time and living in the house together and training all the time together. That not yeah. only were they close, but they knew each other very well as far as how they fight. So it wound up just being. 
a hard sparring match, or at least it felt that way. And mm. um, unfor- and unfortunately, it was fifteen. Oh, no, this is take in mind too. It was fifteen minutes <laughs> with commercials. Fifteen minutes, but there was no coaching either. No coaching. Oh, yeah. and no, oh, so yeah. it was literal. So like, like no music, no coaching, and like, and like, I had to just think the this had to just weird the fighters out. Like, there's yeah. there's literally no noise. You could hear the. This is what you heard the whole time. Yeah, Jed. So you didn't. So you didn't see that because they're both Chandler guys, and neither of them want to go over to McGregor. Chandler's team essentially agreed. Well, we're not going to corner either guy, other than to you know give them That's water. That's dumb like as that. hell, no, too. It was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. It was so, horrible. So, so it's just. It, let's not. Hold on, guys. Let's not yeah, get. Yeah. Let's not dwell on last week's fight. Yeah, yeah. We right, went an right. hour last week talking was, about that. Was, nothing. Was, last week was the worst after. episode. Yeah, I want to go with the Roush Momfio defense of they know it really was well. It really was. Uh, I want to bring up the calls home. At one. <laughs> uh, how, here, how, let me let me. Last thing I'll say on this because uh, I, I have please. watched zero of this. I absolutely guarantee you, knowing nothing that has happened, that if you put Jason Knight against his best friend, he's beaten the hell out of that dude. I mean, we'll see. Nothing uh, wrong with fist next, fighting your best friend next but, week. I think but, he gets along with Kurt Hollibaut. He's probably beating the hell out of Kurt Hollibaut. It was Hullabaugh. more the training together so long. That too. too. That, that it was. It's, just it's, it's not just Jason Knight beating up a dude. It's like there are there were the main training partners, and I think that added a big. Uh, just added a stalemate to the fight. It was weird. And the no coaching, like everything. And no coaching. Weird. Yeah. There's there no, no one to mototivate. So there, 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 there's no one to go F him up, F him up or whatever. Connor was kind of chiming Like, all right, go Michael ahead, Chandler, I won't, I won't coach either of you, but I have assistants. You get this one and you get that one. No, but they didn't want to, no. uh, everyone, they were a fan. They were a fan. Jed, you know all about family. You don't coach <laughs> against family. All right. That, come on. You're with you're with me on this one. I you don't. Not. Uh, right. This is this is very you bad. Don't. Uh, <laughs> moving on. You from last week's crappy episode. You don't coach against family. Uh, uh, Brad Katona, congrats to him getting the split decision win. So, moving on. So we're and clear. Really, Dom Dom like fought his entire family in movie eight. So uh, he had to. So, all right, he had to. There's extenuating circumstances. We don't. Th- there's another. Let's not get into those weeds. <laughs> Congrats to Brad Katona, not only winning, but I think being the star of this episode. You mentioned the calls. How lovely was his call home to his girlfriend? Did you guys get a little mm. emotional when he was? Can I can I read out? Can I can I read some of Brad's uh, words here? Oh yeah, his, you guys po- want? his poems. Yeah, that that was that was. He he yeah, tells his good. girlfriend, uh, Invicta FC fighter Katie Saul. By the way, uh, he oh, tells her. That. Did they say that she was an Invicta FC fighter? They, I didn't even I didn't know that. I feel like I did not notice in a previous episode. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she is a fighter in her own right. Uh, anyway, so he uh, writes to her in his journal every night, and then he finally got to read to her. Uh, I, I have to risk. I make it emotional, guys. So just uh, Casey, edit this out if uh, if I if I start crying. Uh, he said, "Katie, how I love writing you every evening. How great it will be to see you again. The thought of you every night allows me to go to bed in peace. I cannot overstate how much I love you, and that I am here for us." <laughs> How I long for the calm of being done with this crazy sport, but also I love the excitement and thrill of doing what I truly love. I'm looking forward to having coffee with you every morning, being cozy with each other, and experience more of life's ups and downs. How I love you to the moon and back. Love, Brad. Sorry, guys. Brad, uh... I don't know you, and that was that was very nice. And I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life. If you have those feelings, you should just wife her. 
if that's because <laughs> I have I have never once written something like that about somebody. <laughs> so if if you got those strong feelings, you put a ring on it, man. Let's let's close the show down. Uh, two things, two things. Uh, the coffee thing is a callback to Tough 27. As you guys, I'm sure know, when we first met Brad, he mentioned that uh, they had footage of him and, and Katie drinking coffee in the morning and like living a simple. You guys remember. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. You guys why, all remember why that. Why did they so great put that callback. footage in there? Because they assumed you saw Tough 27. They're not going to show you again. We all saw Tough How 27. How many years ago was Tough 27? <laughs> uh, five years ago, I want to say. Brad, you five, really got to put ago. a ring on this man. <laughs> like five years? Come They've been doing on. coffee in the morning for five years, and he. Oh, jeez. At least a four. Man. It is at least four tufts ago. And like, come on, buddy, Brad. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Jed, I was gonna say. Uh, so last week we had a discussion. Who would we call? And, and I said I would not call my girlfriend. Uh, uh, yes, first I said I would not call my girlfriend specifically because first of all. If I tried any of this mushy shit with her, she'd be laughing in my face on television, which would be very embarrassing. She'd just be busting my balls the whole time and probably like saying some insults towards me that like they couldn't even air on TV. So it would not be a wholesome moment. It would not be the wholesome moment that we have with Brad and Katie. Uh, I'm like Timur. I'd call my mama. So the Timur call resonated more with me. I would, I would call my mom. Uh, Jed, who would you call if you were in the I stuck th- in the ultimate fighter house? I thought you'd call Mike Heck, your best friend. Yeah. So you <laughs> That's the other option. Yeah. I think... I think you should definitely do. It. That's the thing is, I would want to call the funniest person because I, I've, I watch my fair share of reality television. Big Survivor guy. I've written a couple mm-hmm. of things on the website about uh-huh. that very program. Uh-huh. And the episode every season that always kills me is they do the family episode when you're yeah. deep in. It's like, oh, I've been here for again. Survivor lasts like twenty eight days. <laughs> a month it's like ah you've been here three weeks and if you've made it this long now we're gonna bring one of your beloved family members and i was always like mom i want to be real clear uh i will not be crying if i ever go on survivor (laughs) because it's three weeks and that's i'm an adult (laughs) that's not that's just not like that long to have to have this sort of thing and i thought valiev did like it right like he wasn't like really emotional like yeah mom like this guy won before like I'm here, I'm gonna do my best, I'm gonna win. Like I would probably call my sister, uh, because like just hey, check in. Like hey, everybody good in the family or whatever. Like nothing happened that I need to know about. But it would be much funnier to call uh, like Ariel. Be like, hey, I would like to get Ariel <laughs> on this UFC program. Uh-huh. Uh, so I would like you to call my one true relative, Ariel Hawan. Yeah, and I- <laughs> it would be great. I last week we did try to try to extend it to like what if you could call anyone you would fall probably call like Charles Bennett right if you could call anybody for if I could, <laughs> call, crazy horse. If I could call anyone there would be oh goodness I mean that's <laughs> I still would probably pick Ariel just because it would be the funniest to make them put Ariel uh-huh. on television but uh I mean if if the whole world is open think of the think of the possibilities as far as somebody who would accept the call because like oh, within yeah, reason yeah okay. yeah you know if they just like collect call a bunch of people who don't have any idea i doubt but i feel like I feel like crazy horse would pick up for anybody just be like oh, yeah shall take yeah so felony his name is felony now Respect. felony i yes. i'm just not look Casey. i'm not going to call the damn app x and i ain't going to call him felony just ain't going to happen He's crazy. Horse. He, Twitter. That's the world. Felony is a, uh, it's like an anagram for something. I cannot remember what I swear. I remember he said it once the MAR. Anyway, again, that's not, let's not uh, go down that hole. Again. 
So the other thing with Brad Katona is he is fighting. Jay, I don't know if you caught this because they mentioned it several Why times. Why was Felony not oh. one of the prospects? Because <laughs> Felony is currently signed fight circus. Okay, that's he's, right. That's right. He has, he's making big money, Casey. He doesn't need this. He's actually, uh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't need this. He's crap. hanging out in Thailand and ruling. We're good. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you caught it. Um, they've mentioned it multiple times. Brad Katona fighting to become the illustrious first two-time uh, ultimate fighter champion. No one's ever done it. No one's ever done. It. He previously said uh, the ultimate fighter, which I like. I like. I think that'd be cool. The ultimate, the ultimate fighter. Um, this is like the faintest praise you can give. So this is like the worst thing you can call yeah. someone, right? That's like, like winning homecoming king yeah. twice. It's bad. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like I, I, I won. So, so, wait, I think how, so many, how, how many champions have come back fine. on the show? Uh, they've had a comeback. Been. They've had comeback seasons. So. With the champion, the, cha- the winner, uh, oh, the winner of the, the winner. Have how many back people have had the opportunity no, to be a first two time yeah. winner? So he's one I of swear, I swear there've been others. I, I, I struggle to remember. No, I feel no, like no the redemption hasn't. season no, did have people who actually won. No, I mean, no one who won. Who's won the show and then came I feel, back I as a contestant again? Because there isn't anybody. I think I there feel is. like there has I'll have to. to I should have had this. I should have had this prepared. I should have had this prepared. I apologize. Uh, I think it has happened before. They've had obviously redemption seasons for guys Does who Kendall haven't won Grove the show and come, come back. back or some. Did Kendall Grove win? No, Kendall Grove has not come back, finals? and he did win the show. <sighs> that's a good question. I keep though, thinking they keep saying this in the show, like it was like, but that's not a uh-huh. thing that is. I don't know. It's, it's not a thing. It's like it's not a thing until it becomes a thing, Casey. Jed, are you a bachelor guy? Oh, <laughs> you know this. Why do Big I ask? Time. So last week, uh, GC compared the uh, terrible fight we saw, the terrible 15-minute plus commercial, so twenty over 20-minute long fight to like in if silence. the Bachelor just in silence. If the silence. Bachelor just had a segment like like of an uh, of unedited awkward conversation between the Bachelor and like one of the candidates. Oh, they and, do like, literally. Oh, oh, they. Like, one of those imagine, happens like once a season. Sure, it's, it's on. But a, imagine that extended. It's the best. Twenty minutes. It yeah. was it was the best. There was one of them but, this season of The Bachelorette. Yeah. Uh, early on, she went on her one on one date with a dude, and <laughs> it was absolutely incredible. He get they went to a theme park, like a like a like a small amusement park by themselves. And <laughs> at some point, he talked is talking to the producer like amusement parks make me sleepy, and he's just like chilling and she's what? trying to make a conversation. And he's like, wait, what yeah, makes him sleepy? Eating ice cream. Amusement park. <laughs> I don't know. It was incredible. And when she's sure. like, hey, this isn't going anywhere. I'm going to send you home. He's just like, all right, peace. And he hops in the van and there's a producer trying to ask him questions in like his post exit. Mm. Oh, so like, how did it feel? What happened? He falls asleep <laughs> while she's asking him questions. It's incredible. So they have about well, one you- of those. No, those are the best episodes. It's hilarious. Super awkward. But they, but they play the up on the boredom. They play, they, come, yes. they play oh, up yeah. on the boredom. This is On a fighting show. They're not. They're trying to make it feel exciting, which yeah. But then it's weird it because then, but, then Dana, but then they after you, after you watch this, then they bring Dana coming complaining about how these guys suck. When just the fight before that, right. he was like, I, "This fight was so." Oh god, we're talking about the yeah. last I, week again. I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to do. I, I only brought it up. I only brought it up because I want to extend the Bachelor comparison because being the two-time Ultimate Fighter would be like winning the Bachelor twice. It's like it's clearly not a good thing. You shouldn't be winning the show twice. <laughs> and why are you? Uh, and they really started driving it home. Um, so incredibly awkward. I mean, I'll be happy for him if he does it. I think it, it's kind of cool. Look, 
I'm not saying it's like awesome, but it is. It's unique. Cool isn't something. It's it is unique. It's literally unique because uh, no one's done it before. We have had uh, two time finalists, uh, Diego Lima, brother of uh, Beltor champion mm-hmm. uh, Douglas Lima, and a fine fighter in his yeah. own right, uh, made the finals twice. Tough nineteen, lost, and tough twenty five, which was the uh, redemption season. And then the guy he lost to, Jesse Taylor, technically qualified for two finals. Uh, again, he beat Lima in the finals of Ultra Fire 25 uh, and was then immediately released after failing a USADA drug test. And he also qualified for the Tough 7 finals back back in the day, but was not allowed to compete after going on a drunken, drunken rampage, rampage in Las Vegas before the finals mm-hmm. and having a tearful uh talk with dana white saying yeah you're not ready for this dana white would then sign him to fight like six six months later anyway but yeah so those are your two people who have come closest to uh having the chance to win it twice but i think casey you might be right i don't know if anyone's won no champion has ever come back as a contender mr katona i mean it's rough it's a rough it's a rough thing to be called I think it's fine um i do think that it is amusing though that there was a quote from him uh, which I wrote down because it it made me chuckle legitimately of uh, hold on it was um, it's talking about his coach being like he's a world class coach uh, it's like a world class driver driving a Ferrari I'm the Ferrari and I was like my guy you are a Hyundai at best you are oh. you are back on the Ultimate Fighter for a second time you are not <laughs> but he a shouldn't be that's not you his are, fault he you are a Subaru a reliable quality car I like you Subarus. are not a you're not a rock <laughs> yeah Perfectly exactly fine what's car. wrong with subaru yeah what's wrong with subaru I, there's like, nothing wrong i'm like, just saying if you've ever driven a ferrari and you drive a subaru their world's different it's just not the same he, he, he went ferrari he went too big he should have said maybe I'm, I'm like a used camaro you know like from a distance you know like no <laughs> a, a, a low-end mercedes yeah like would have been like that that would be something i, I could accept I mean, like four year Ferrari, lease. Okay. yeah four-year lease yeah well they better sign timor as well he better get a They're definitely contract. gonna sign him he doesn't have to win the show i would hope so i don't even know why they ridiculous. actually fired him i genuinely don't understand why timor valley have got cut he lost to jack shore in london he's jack shore yeah like, yeah like he's yep. a very popular, good fighter, and that's it. Like I at least can see Brad Katona didn't like super impress during his run, right? You know, like he and he lost back to back fights. Yeah, one of them was Marab, but you lose two in a row. Sometimes you get cut. I can get that. I genuinely don't understand why team were lost. I had him picked as my favorite to win the season. Me too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I actually, I actually had, a, I actually up. scored the fight for him too. I scored the fight for Timor, but I understand. Yeah, I don't know if you scored. Fine. Did, did you score? Did you score the fight? I went. I went one and two Timor. So I had a Timor. Yeah, I had a Timor win, but I could see one and three for Katona. I guess right. I mean, I yeah, I did not spend a ton of time uh, like actually scoring it. I sort of thought loosely that uh, one and three went to Katona, but I thought it was one of those fights where I think Brad Katona should have won, um, and then he tried real hard not to win for big stretches of it, and ended mm. up pulling it out like i thought he just looked like a much better fighter when he would commit to being a better fighter and then a lot of the time he just sort of was really hesitant and it almost cost him uh jed i'm sorry we've gone this long without even talking about the stars of the show really uh one oh, yeah. mr conor mcgregor and your favorite fighter 
the Michael Chandler. Uh, let's talk about McGregor and Chandler first. Were you disappointed at all this week, Jed, to not see any? Because this is one thing we cover every week. It was supposed to, well, it was supposed to be something that happened every week. What did McGregor and Chandler do? Uh, in this case, it was nothing. I think there was zero interaction between the coaches this week. Were you disappointed? Did you want to see them mix it up a little bit? No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're not going to fight, mm-hmm. so why would I whoa, care? Whoa, whoa, not, oh, whoa. I'm sorry. Whoa, spoiler. Whoa. Spoiler. I, ju- ju- well, let's jump ahead here a little bit then. So, well, first of all, we had we had this discussion on uh, a little bit. Oh, actually, see, quite a bit on the MMA Fighting's Rankings podcast, which Jed feels like it was just yesterday. I swear that we that we recorded that. It does. Uh, that should be that. That is that is out of the network right now. So I, I don't want to make you rehash all that. But we that's the other thing we do every week is we do a little confidence check in uh, the Chandler <laughs> matchup. It's been going. It's been trending. I have a lot down. of confidence. It's been trending down. I have a lot of like confidence zero. that it's not happening. Uh-huh. It sounds like you're at a zero for this match. Five. Yeah. I'll give it a five percent. Oh, that's uh, in case, generous. In case oh, you haven't been paying attention. Five out of ten. I'm like five out of ten. I'm like it's pretty high. No, five no, no. five oh, percent. Okay. Five out of a hundred. Okay. In case you find viewers of Tough miss 291 in the aftermath, uh, because it has since been deleted by Conor McGregor. Because of course. if that man loves anything more than you know, I'm not even gonna say it. Man loves to delete tweets. Uh, <laughs> I'm the real BMF. He can fight for pennies if he wants, but I want spirits. I call the shots. I'm in it to launch shots. F Chandler, though he doesn't say F. You want it, call for it. I believe that Conor McGregor made his intentions about fighting Michael Chandler extremely plain there. F Chandler, I will fight you instead, Justin Gaethje. Connor says so many things, though. I I'm still I'm still a believer. Casey, well, has your belief been shaken at all? I've been, I've been, this fight ain't happening since like episode one. This is true. <laughs> yeah. This is. So you're less than 5% now. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 5%, negative 5%. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I, st- I'm still holding Chan- out Chan- hope. Chan- I'm Chandler is the biggest loser of the season. It's tough, which is weird because he dominated the competition. Like he dominated the competition. He's at least, like I said, he's got his he own. Didn't even, he didn't even dominate the competition. Like. Chandler picked the teams and like they didn't do anything. They just went. Dana went here. These are your guys. Like okay. Look, that, that I, was like, I don't I have not watched anything. So again, could be entirely wrong. I suspect, mm-hmm. based on the limited viewing I got in this this episode, that Michael Chandler didn't spend legitimate, valuable training time talking about how balance is life, and then um, working hook kicks but not even really like you gotta flex the leg yes or maybe like maybe let's teach some of these prospects quote unquote like how to work behind a jab that might be a more relevant (laughs) piece of information to have than balancing and just flexing your leg and and admittedly like that will burn after a while your hip flexors get turned there but i don't know man feels like you're maybe not using limited time expertly jed were you so uh this is a go follow yeah. to our what did connor do this week category uh you were not dazzled by the little very subtle mcgregor Commercial. fast ad that we had to open the show that didn't uh didn't impress you oh there was a where are we yeah, just yeah. talking about yeah, i mean he was wearing it on the stuff yeah yeah he's wearing i just this is, this is, i just, just i assume that his entire i assume that everything connor is doing is He's covered in fast and forged. Black no, not yet. Yeah, yes, it, it's different stuff yeah. every week. So last week he, he went to the house. Of products. August he McGregor. 
Uh-huh. Uh, that has not been advertised yet. That I think they're saving that for 11 or 12. That'll probably be on the ice baths uh, next week. Oh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, last week, Casey, what was it? What was uh, it? He, stew. He, a stew, right? A stew. It was, they, made, uh, a they made a stew and he poured, he just poured forged Irish, whatever, stout into it. We're uh, talking more about I, last week again. That probably goes poorly. <laughs> well, Jason Knight said, man, this tastes a lot like beer. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll do that to it. it. I'm not a good cook. I'm not a great cook, but I think if you pour that much beer into a stew, but, real like quick, but, but they set up that episode by doing that, but also all the winning, the, the half, not half the fighters, but there were a bunch of fighters in there that were still weight cutting and having to fight. And they were just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't have any. Why are you doing so all this? the losing fighters who are all on Connor's team, like, Hey, this is great. Connor. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. It was just horrible. But yeah, they've been doing shots of uh, of proper. They've been yeah drinking that style, and now the, a couple of McGregor fastings. Yeah. So Connor has gotten a lot out of this. I think. I, yeah, why I do you think he? Why do you think he agreed to do this? I know. I, oh, I don't know. How did you feel about him not even really cornering? Did you notice that he's not really cornering on the show? He just kind of stands at the side and like shouts, and in a suit. I think it's fine because I don't believe that Connor McGregor is of. I think he will be a bad coach if he does make that transition. It's based on everything I've seen, like particularly a tactical in-fight coach. I did actually think the things that he kept yelling to Brad was correct. Gatona really needed to sit down on his rear hand right, shots yeah. and just go for those a lot. And instead he was super tentative and that let Valley have kicked the crap out of him and arguably win the fight. Uh, but Connor has always struck me as a dude who, he knows what works for him and believes that that is just the only way to do things. And that's not a productive way to coach a fighter who doesn't have his same skill set like Brad Katana. Yeah. So, and, and not to fine. put, not to put him on this level, but like, uh, that's like the, the, the Michael Jordan mentality where like, I don't understand why can't everyone just do it the way I do it. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. you know, you're Michael Jordan. This person's not Michael Jordan. Conor McGregor's Conor McGregor. This person, not Conor McGregor. Uh, oh, Casey, one one more note. I forgot about the fight. I think uh, was it was it Chandler that shouted like "Be a dog! You got to be a dog!" to Timor before the round three. Do do we add that to the to the curse, the animal curse? Jan, if you're not aware, not the previous the previous episodes. Every time they showed someone owning a dog, that fighter lost. Uh, and it was and it went it went. Michael Chandler definitely said that a lot. Be a dog, like yeah. being a being an animal, be a beast. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I I think this counts as part an, of the curse. Animal imagery. Animal imagery. Yeah, it, 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 literally, not one fighter who showed a pet went on to win. I don't except think. Kurt Hollibaugh, who has seven dogs. Kurt Hollibaugh was, was, was it Hollibaugh that has seven dogs? Was it Hollibaugh? It was Hollibaugh. Yeah, because I wanted to hang out with him. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's when we knew it was the jersey, right? Right. So we it did. So jersey, we did say yeah. it's just the it's just the team McGregor jersey, not the uh, not yeah, the. You have to, not, if you have not, more not than six dogs, you do win. Under six dogs, that was the jersey. other match. At some yeah, at some point again, it goes up your chance of losing, and then you add more dogs, and then it goes. There's down. a critical yeah. mass of of there canine is. that gets you. Okay, <laughs> and once you get over course. it, you're fine. But it's a big commitment. You got to have a lot of dogs. Speaking of Kurt Hollibaugh, guys, next week. Kurt Hollibaugh faces Jason Knight in the last, uh, sorry, the second semifinal for the right to face Austin Hubbard and become a, a UFC fighter. Live, live, live their dream, guys, of becoming a UFC fighter, finally. Uh, and also, we get the Coach's Challenge, as you guys said, which looks terrible. It looks like it is a trivia contest in a ice bath. You think that looks terrible? I think that looks incredible. I, I think that worried. may be the best Coach's Challenge I've 
seen. I mean, it's the first one I've seen in a long time. Saying, this isn't saying but much, like, yeah. It's way better than making them do a sport against one another. I mean, that would also be funny because I think both of them are low-key, not that athletic. Uh, so if you made them do like an entirely foreign sport to them, they would probably suck at it, which would be some sort of amusing. There is a 0% chance either of those dudes are deeply steeped in the history of the UFC. <laughs> they are going to suck at this so hard. That's why they were do. That's why in the previews, it's a multiple choice thing. It's not like, hey, who's the first dude who Brock Lesnar beat in the <laughs> UFC. Keith Herring. Herring. I don't need a fucking multiple choice. They're going to give them three choices and they're going to brick it because they don't care about the <laughs> sport in that way. I think it's a great idea, honestly. And they're uh, sitting in water. Yeah. Ooh, and cold, you're right. and an ice pack. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be. They're going to have to ask them the most like plain English <laughs> trivia questions. What does the U and UFC stand for? Yeah, it's multiple it's choice. Gonna be no, someone should be ask. Horrific. Someone should ask. Someone should ask Connor what the what the F stands for because uh, he hasn't been doing much of that lately. If you know what I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just oh saying, I'm just saying. wow! I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. He was injured. Wow. He was injured. I'm just saying. He was injured. Wow. Well, I went there. Why couldn't they have done pickleball? Why didn't they like? Isn't pickleball the hot sport right now? They couldn't have done pickleball. I mean, it is the hot sport right now. Uh, how did they not think to? How did they not think to? to doesn't do actually require athleticism, so they could probably yeah. do it. No, perfect, I think the right? trivia is way funnier. It's yeah, way funnier. All right, let's end with some uh, YouTube comments. I should have been doing this all season. I don't know why. I just thought to do the YouTube comments here. We've mentioned a few here and there, but I want to read some of the best ones. Uh, Casey, last week, uh, you Connor and I questioned. How come they never show Chandler visiting the house? We get a lot of McGregor visiting the house. Max Payne BFTUT said the Chandler visit was edited out. Uh, it was on the After Tough uh, show on UFC's YouTube. Not that anybody watches that, but uh, thank you for letting us know. At JBRT's 98 says, uh, I need that soup recipe. Talking about last week. So far, I got three liters of Black Forge Irish Stout and potatoes. I think that's <laughs> all you need. Liters? <laughs> three liters? I think he's doing it right. I think that's how they did it on the show. So I, hope, I just... Lot. this. This was last week. I hope, right. Chief, I hope this guy's okay. And uh, this will send us off because I want to ask a question before we sign off here. At seldom seen 3835 just says, this has to be the last ever tough. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is, but I will ask both of you. Jed, I'll start with close. you. I will start with you. What would it take you to get, what would it take to get you back for, to watch another season? Not even the whole thing, to watch, to watch casually, watch like a handful of episodes and being, you know, tune in every now and then. I, I will probably never watch a season where I have to watch the parts of the show. I will watch any season just for the fights that is relevant to the sport in a meaningful capacity. If they introduce a women's atom weight weight class by doing it in a tough thing, I'll watch all of those fights and I'll watch the tournament through that structure. Uh, they did it for featherweight, even though I think they've tried to do that. And then all the women just went to bantamweight immediately, yep, which correct. is hilarious. Um, if they do something like that, if they are introducing a new weight class, so it is meaningful, or if they, if the UFC, and this would be the way it would really get me and it would make me, I'd be all in the UFC buys Bellator and says to the Bellator fighters, you have to go through tough. We are doing a tough, we are putting all of you into it. And that's how you will make your way into the UFC. I would watch it because it would be incredibly funny to watch Johnny Eblen be like, this is garbage. You're going to make me learn how to fist fight from Sean Strickland. 
I would kick the crap out of that. man. I would watch that as well. But other than that, if it's not a weight class for a belt or something like that, I'm I'm just not going to care. The Ultimate Fighter 32 Fightmaster. That is that's or what I want. If they make exclusively a season of glory kickboxers, because apparently that is the strongest fighting style, uh, I guess I'd watch that as well because all those dudes are future champions. But other than that, yeah, I'm just whatever. Yeah. A gimmick, a gimmick would be nice. A gimmick beyond fake prospects versus veterans. That, that that's it has to be an interesting gimmick, not a gimmick that I do not care about. Not a gimmick uh, that I could see on Explode Fight Series. Yeah, or, or a gimmick that that honestly, frankly, just doesn't make sense. Um, Casey, what's bringing you back? I mean, besides the fact that obviously we're going to do this every um, season from now on, we're obviously tough, tough hangers for life now. But uh, what are, what's going to bring you back? I don't. Still- I don't care if they're good roommates or not. Like the whole living together and being secluded. I think, I oh, think that's God. just. I think that's just done. Maybe, maybe th- throw some chaos in that. I mean, in in terms of pure entertainment, I'm I'm, I'm talking just the. Inter- I'm not actually talking fighting. I'm talking just entertainment. Throw some chaos in that house. I don't know. Put a couple of snakes in there. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there just needs to be some chaos. To I'm I'm talking I'm just I'm talking sport. I'm talking entertainment. And that's the issue. There's, the show was just boring. It's just boring. That's what it is. And uh, make it entertaining. I don't know. Chad looks giddy. I've, I've got it. I've figured it out. You got to do the ultimate bachelor. And so you're going to blend the bachelor and the ultimate fighter together. Okay. And so, yes, the bachelorette you know, gets to, hey, here are these 30 dudes. They're all lightweights. In the end, I'm going to marry one of them. But- she also has agency because she's a person and gets to choose her partner. So instead of here's your here are the roses, the people who don't get roses go home, they all fight, but the people that she would give roses get an advantage in the fight. Like, hey, this guy could only fight with one arm because she didn't give you a rose. And then you have to show how much you care about the bachelorette by overcoming the adversity that is placed in front of you. That would be a gimmick I would tune in just to see what is happening. I thought you were gonna say like the, the they do like everyone gets roses except for like four fighters every week, and then those four fighters have you know, you know, get matched up and then the winners of those fights get to stay on or something. Yeah, that's a little lame. But then but then it was the same in the guys. End, in the you're gonna get those same dudes just fighting each other. <laughs> you're gonna have to stay on again. <laughs> one one thing I would like to get rid of completely and have hmm. to be reformat the show a bit is get rid of teams. The teams thing is just stupid because they're not teams because the teams mm. end up just fighting each other. So it's just just get rid of teams to just have a bunch of people there. Did they have teams? Was it always teams even from season one? And yeah, it's always been teams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the entire I, construct was to to get you to care about these fighters through the stars that the company already has. Um, yeah, that, but the idea of teams I just never liked. I just don't. You know, get, Casey, I. Th- I think you're onto something. What we could actually do is when we're getting rid of teams, we can also get rid of just doing like specific weight classes and there's probably too many fights. So maybe we could just do five fights uh, across all weight classes and they could just do that once a week. And the winners of those fights get to go into the UFC and we invented the contender series. It's a vastly superior product and that's just what we should be doing. 
Yeah, it's just it. That's just it. The this product is out outmoded by Contender Series. Yeah, basically, just Dana is Dana. Get rid of the stupid house. Get rid of the teams <laughs> and just have fights. Don't just, and, just and, do a little backstory, series. cool, whatever. Yeah. It sounds like hey, you guys are saying get rid of the ultimate fighter. Let's let's settle down. It almost sounds like you're saying get rid of the ultimate fighter, and I know that's not what you're saying. I know so that's he, not what you're here's saying. Here's what I am saying. And this bite episode their, and bite their made a strong too. case for getting rid of it. To tie it back into the episode we watched, makes a strong case because functionally the moment he was allowed to stop training with a stranger and go back to training with his coach, uh-huh. that's exactly what happened here. And yeah. not only is it exactly what happened for Brad Katona, everybody was in universal agreement that it was the correct move. Michael Chandler was like, yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's going to be better if <laughs> no he works with his, his actual coach instead of me, which is saying the, it, it's saying the big <laughs> secret out loud. Yeah. Actually, the best way to get the best out of these fighters is not to lump them in a house together and have a stranger teach them. It's to just let them work with the people they work with and, and prepare in the way that they normally would. That's how you're going to get their best performance. Oh, we shouldn't be doing this at all. Is the, like, that is the very logical step after that to take. And they just said it in this episode. And like, yeah, it's going to live on as long as Dana's in charge because he has an affinity for it. And frankly, at this point, I think it's it's just stubbornness because everybody tells him that this product sucks and they hate it. And so he's just going to keep doing it because F you, I can do what I want. And as soon as Dana retires, I guarantee you, as soon as Dana is gone, one of the first things that happens is tough is no more. It's like It's like when the UFC fired all the lifetime fake roles when they got acquired because Dana's no longer calling the shots. As soon as he's out, tough is gone. Oh, real quick. One thing mm-hmm. I freaking hate about this show and, and this and hate about in the sense it just shows that Dana, they don't care about the show is that they have Dana for multiple, I think three straight weeks. He's worn that same t-shirt to do his possible shirt. <laughs> so he's wearing the same shirt. For a shirt a fight that supposedly happened two weeks ago, which uh-huh. basically just means he just came in at the end of the season and he just got fed lines to say about fights. That's all. Well, I, I did think they also filmed. I would guess they filmed at least two semifinal fights yeah, a day, if cha- not all. Change them. your shirt. It's TV. No. You're supposed to. It's the illusion. They don't because like in the show, There's, they did that last no week too. Anymore. When Ro- when Roosevelt Roberts walked back to the locker room, yeah. you could see the next fight warming up in the yeah. in the actual locker room so like oh wait these are shot the same day this is these aren't yeah. weeks apart like they say in the show just crap like that just like yeah i don't know it's just, well, it doesn't bother me just, no, no, but, but it's just how it, that's just reality that's television bad, they, feed, bad they feed you that's, lines and you say it no no i know that but it's bad tv like change we want to be outfit, fools you know? Jeff. we want to be yeah. fooled fool us we know everything is fake fool us like, i've worked i worked, I worked yeah. in tv like live tv yeah. like you 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 shoot something today that's going to be part of a live show next week, but you change your outfit. So it looks like it's one continuous thing. Not like, uh, I just, and it's just TV. like this show, Jed, where it's, it feels, it seems like we just, we were just watching along with everyone who's watching along with us now. But I mean, obviously we recorded this hours ago. I mean, maybe Dana just owns like no, 30 has shirts. Watching the show. That's a strong possibility. possibility look, I, if anyone watches this network, you're going to see me wearing the exact same shirt. Because I have twelve of the exact same <laughs> shirt. Because one day I yeah, was like, not because oh. we just film all the shows in one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just like, we what don't if, do that much. What if we I don't just do that buy much the exact shirt that I like? 
I, I really like this shirt. I'm going to buy 12 of it, and then I never have to pick a shirt again because it's the next one up on top of the dresser. Maybe Dana's just that way with Hasbro. Well, Jed, thank you and your uh, famous, your infamous shirt for joining us on uh, to this week's Tough Hang. Casey, two weeks left, buddy. Two weeks left, and we are free. We are free. Also, <laughs> Fighter 31. Uh, but it has Wait, been a two pleasure. Weeks? Are there two more episodes? Oh, yeah, eleven. Because the they're what, doing what, the two fights. weight yeah, classes. Yeah, so. and that's why I, I, if I'm not crazy, I swear the show is not always twelve episodes long. Because I feel like they used to do two semifinal fights in one episode. If I'm wrong, people, please let me know in the comments. But I know, I know for a fact they did used to do two final, two Who's semifinal. Just gonna let you know. Things, you are the tough No, historian. there's people watching. I know, but I listen, I probably watched too much. There's probably people who've been a little more selective and can remember better than me. My brain is mush at this point. Uh, but I do thank everyone who keeps tuning in. Again, thank you, Jed. Thank you, Producer Casey, for sticking with me for another week. Two more weeks. Uh, GC will be back, I'm pretty sure, next week. I will also be back. Uh, but this has been another sterling, optimistic episode of Tough Hang. See you guys. Media Podcast Network. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.